Welcome to a new episode of It Be Your Own People, a new podcast about what's going on in pop culture and being a POC in today's social environment, because sometimes it be your own people. Maybe it's your brother, sister, or a friend. Karen at the job or Karen next door, a leader of the movement you thought you could trust. Most of the time, it's somebody you already know. Beware the wolves, y'all. And now more than ever, people are showing you who they really are, and you need to know who you can trust. All right, we have another great episode of It Be Your Own People here for y'all. I'm going to get started with the cocktail of the day. I'm having a nice, crisp, bubbly Prosecco. What you got over there, girl? Oh, look at you. Keeping it nice and crisp and classy, girl. I see you. I'll be trying. I'll be trying. For today, I have created a little bit of a twist on a mojito with some grapefruit. And I've also added some fresh locally sourced mint leaves from my neighbor's backyard. That grapefruit drink. That sounds good. I'm going to need that next time. But let's head into this game for today. It's game time. All right. So we're going to get to talking about two-faced people. Or are they, more specifically, Elaine Weatheroff? Want to give us a little more insight, Sally? So Elaine Weltheroff is part of the talk, which uh, Sharon Osbourne was fired from last year for taking up for her racist pal, Piers Morgan, and the comments that he had to say about our lovely princess, Megan, who left the palace with her husband and her kids. And throughout all of this, Weltheroff, who didn't really say much for or against Sharon's firing, was recently caught on tape saying something that she was not saying on camera. So, yeah, I mean, it does seem like she's playing both sides of the fence. We could hear in this leaked audio, which I can only presume came from, you know, the CBS network, basically her job. If your job is leaking stuff that you said, that's kind of going against things that you never said before on camera, then somebody trying to get you fired, girl. So you better watch your back. That's right. If they are leaking audio where she's basically saying, hey, Sharon, I do not think that you're racist. They asked me to talk about this. And I said, hey, this could go really left. I don't want to talk about it. So I'm just I'm not confused. I'm like, you said this, Elaine. But like, if you're on her side, why couldn't you say that in front of the camera? Why did you stay silent just to keep your job? I don't like those fair weather friends. I don't need people like you in my life. Exactly. She's basically saying, I'm going to support you in private, but I'm going to pretend like I have nothing to do with this in public when it should really be the other way around. Exactly. Now, if one of my friends was talking about me with another friend, I wouldn't necessarily find that like talking behind my back because, you know, we all discuss things that happen amongst our other friends. And, you know, I might say that in front of them, too. But the fact of the matter is sometimes, you know, you need to discuss things about another person with another person i i don't know i do see her playing both sides of the fence but i'm like if i were in this position hmm, how am i gonna act I, i can't say the example that you just gave about talking about friends i'm in agreement with you because sometimes you need to make it make sense and talking to the person about it is not making sense to you so talking to another third party who cares about the person just as much as you do might be able to give you some insight into why this person is operating this way um but this right here you are right elaine come on that's not right if you really her friend and you support her and you really think she not racist mm, 
you would come out and support her. But there were bad rumors. Like in this case, this is a rumor, says Elaine, that she's not racist. So why wouldn't you come in her defense? In another particular instance where let's go back to a couple years ago, Real Housewives of Atlanta, you have Portia and you have Candy. Now, there was a lot of she say, she say. Now, wouldn't you want to know what the actual truth was? Mm hmm. So it's like if this friend is saying that another friend saying something real terrible about you to another friend, like you would definitely want to know. So I don't know. I'm kind of going in circles here. But I think in this instance, Elaine, you're wrong. You two faced girl. Way two faced. And the way honestly, the way that I see it, the only way that these types of misunderstandings will ever get cleared up is when all interested parties come to the table and they talk about it. So, um, Elaine, what's good? Also, this is the most anyone has ever talked about the show, the talk, like no one cares. So I think they're doing all this to like get people to watch because now they're going to have. We will tell you who that new co-host that's taking over Sharon C a little bit later on in the show. You know, you are so right, because I've never talked about this show. I honestly didn't even know what this show was until the whole debacle with Sharon Osbourne came about. You right. It'd be your own job. And now time for what the fuck news people, 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 as if living through a whole panorama and having to deal with all of these crazy fluctuations in the unemployment rate isn't enough. Guess what decided to come back into town tree? What girl? The West Nile virus is back amongst us. Oh, hell no. Yes, seven states have already reported the presence of mosquitoes carrying this paralyzing disease. But hold on to your word, girl, because guess what state is on that list? Uh-uh, don't say it. Don't say it. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it because I need you to take care of yourself because I love you. New York is on that list. Specific- Damn. Specifically but- Suffolk County on Long Island. No, no. I feel like maybe they're just in the Bronx. Maybe they're just in the Bronx chilling. Not nah, girl. They are Long Island and Long Island is not that far from Brooklyn. Can we leave them over there? No offense to the Bronx, but I'm just saying. But you know what? It is peak mosquito season. And there are already a few positive tests for the West Nile and a few other states. But I just cannot. Like, what's one thing after the next after the next? Because even though people think COVID and gone, it's really not. Like, Mm -hmm. people are popping up with positive tests who have gotten vaccinated, especially those who have not. And there's, you know, the whole Delta variant. So can we just like one thing at a time? I can't have major life crises each year happening. Like that's not it. No. Or how about we let one life crisis finish and go away before another one comes into the mix? No, I don't want them at all. I don't want them at all. How about that? This is true, too. Even better, because we try to live our best lives out here. And that's pretty hard for me to do if I'm having to slather myself up with 17 different kinds of mosquito lotion. And you know what? While you slathering and lathering, you also got to look out for Johnson and Johnson for recalling their sunscreen products, more specifically the ones that Neutrogena and Aveeno made. And guess why? I'm really hoping this is a sick joke. Girl, it's not. It's because they have positive sample tests for a cancer causing chemical in their sunscreen products. I can't. How? Make it make sense. I like, can't. It's legit one thing on top of another on top of another. So we now can't we can't no even right. go. So now we can't go outside and use the sunscreen that we need to not get sunburnt because, you know, melanated people, we get sunburned, too. 
no, you can't go outside because the mosquitoes gonna get your ass. And if you try to sunbathe, um, well, that sunscreen product is gonna get your ass. So, in other words, the moral of the story today is one way or another, it's gonna get your ass. It's gonna get your ass. Ooh, child. Now move on along. So what's going down in uh, Texas? I'm going to start calling it toxic Texas because this just don't make no kind of sense. Recently, a Texas man was arrested and sent back to prison for violating the conditions of his parole and is facing up to 40 years because he voted while he was on parole and did not realize that he could not do this as he did not get his voting rights back through the process of clemency. I cannot. That's crazy. See, the thing is, once you serve your time, you know, they need to make it very clear what you can and cannot do. And this man was only trying to make our world a little bit better while he Mm -hmm. was voting in last year's presidential primary. But I mean, there are not people who know what's allowed of them after they've already served time. You mean to tell me you can't tell this man, hey, that wasn't okay." instead of him possibly having 40 years that he may spend in jail. Right. When he's already served. That's crazy. The crazy part is that he is 62. This 62 year old man waited hours to be able to cast his ballot, not just in the presidential primary, but he also voted in the national election in November. So he voted twice before somebody flagged him and was like, hey, you're not supposed to be doing this. The problem is the criminal justice system is so messed up in a million and one different ways. But the best way in which it is messed up is that it banks on people not understanding their rights and not knowing what they can and cannot do. In most states, even after you fully served your term, so that means you're no longer in prison, you're no longer on parole, you can't just automatically vote either. You have to apply to the governor to get your voting rights back. And then it's up to the governor's discretion whether or not you get those rights back. Honestly, this one I feel is a big L on whoever his PO is, because that seems to me something that you should be giving to the people who are on parole. Like, hey, here's a list of the things that you absolutely cannot do because you're technically still under criminal justice supervision. This shit is just ridiculous. Okay, y'all, let's get into some regular regular news. So we have some former 90s band members who are getting together in Vegas to perform each other's hits. We have people from Boys to Men, NSYNC, and Backstreet Boys. Oh, this is going to be good. Tell us a little bit more. Yes, I'm really excited for this because, you know, I love my 90s R&B, my 90s boy bands. So N6, Joey Fatone, Backstreet Boys members, AJ McLean and Nick Carter, who I had two major crushes on when I was in the fifth grade. Thank you very much. And Boys to Men's Wanye Morris are bringing their talents to Las Vegas for a very limited engagement. They're calling the after party. So it's going to be running from August 19th through the 22nd in Vegas, of course. And they're going to be performing each other's hits. Now, the thing I like about this is that they're going to have special guests. So I'm hoping that they can maybe have a reunion of like all their former members. But this was a time when singers could really sing. Like all these guys can sing, even the members who are not joining them. So I'm really excited to see them put some stank on each other's records. This is going to be a good time. I might have to check that out. 
Yeah, I'm especially looking forward to watching NSYNC do the Backstreet Boys dance moves and Backstreet Boys doing NSYNC dance moves because, you know, that was the big Twitter war before there was Twitter amongst the tweens. See, but that was the thing. They always trying to pit artists against each other or band members against each other or this group against that group. So I'm glad that they're coming together and they're like, yo, we never had a problem with each other. Let's just make money. That's what it's about. And speaking of making that money and groups coming together, Donnell Jones, Carl Thomas, and Dave Hollister will be getting together to form a supergroup called The Chai. Okay, you know what? They picked a page out of BET's The Encore Show because this smells a lot like that. That's exactly what I was thinking, but without all the drama and way less people to be giving their opinions that sometimes don't matter. Yeah, but apparently they've been talking about this for quite some time, like over 10 years now. So the fact that they finally got it together, I'm here for it. I just want to hear good music. And I don't care if there's cameras around for a reality show, even though that would be better. But uh, again, sounds amazing. Yes, Hollister took to Twitter and was talking about how the music, the voices finally coming together to give your ears and hearts what you've been waiting for. And I could not agree more my ears need some good music and my heart is begging for it this also sounds like it's gonna be a maybe slightly better version than tgt don't you remember they just couldn't get it together was it like Kyrie, wine and tank yes you are right but you know tyree's just beyond one so i'm sure because all them brothers could sing too but if you can't get together then ain't nothing gonna happen you can't make the music if you can't get along And finally, to give you guys, you know, we gave you a little bit of a tittle bit there in our game regarding not a tittle, a tittle, a tittle and a bit regarding the new host that will be replacing Sharon Osbourne on the talk. Okay, who that's going to be? It's going to be none other than Jerry O'Connell. Yeah, see, I'm really surprised about this, mainly because, again, this. I can't even tell you who the talk's audience is, but Jerry O'Connell is going down in history for being their first male co-host. And not for nothing, he really can fit in with the women. You know, he watches all the reality TV mess. He watches legit everything on Bravo. He's Mm -hmm. down with the housewives. But the talk is not that messy show. So I'm just a little confused as to like, okay, you're going to be bringing the mess and they're going to be their same boring ass. I never watched their show show because I like Jerry. He's funny. I think maybe he's trying to come on here as the straight Andy. Okay, that's great and fine. But the two don't work like he's great. And I think he could have his own show. He actually did. It didn't get picked up, but he had like a six week sneak peek. That didn't really work out. I think he was doing a bit too much. But my thing is that he is too fun and energetic and he knows a lot about a lot of reality trash which we like but the rest of the women are more like they're trying to be the view yeah and i'm with you like honestly i could not really put a finger on what the exact target demographic is for this show other than cheryl underwood i would not be able to pick out any of these other co-hosts in a lineup i said what i said Well, Elaine Wetheroff, we have seen her on Project Runway. She is one of the newer judges on Project Runway. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And she always gave a good look, too. Yeah, as of like the last two seasons, I guess, because we had Project Runway last year, thanks COVID. But, you know, she used to work at, you know, one of the Teen Vogue's or something. So she brings us fashion and looks. But her personality, I don't know. 
I, again, I've never actually watched a talk because it's just not for me, but I might catch a show or two or maybe just watch for the week simply because Jerry is there because I want him to win. I may just catch the clips on YouTube because I just find it ironic that you have a show called The Talk that don't nobody talk about. And that's that on that. Oh, you said what you said. I said what I said. Okay, okay. And now for our newer segment, BAN of the week, because why, Tree? Sometimes you just need to know how much of a bitch ass you are. Exactly. And this BAN of the week goes out to none other than Dr. Scott from Murray to Medicine. Why, Tree? Tell the people why. Because he is just so disrespectful to his wife, his family, but he doesn't get how much he is hurting his wife and he is i don't even know if it's low-key but i'm gonna say low-key verbally abusive to her he is completely dismissing the fact that he has made some moves that's not appropriate in his marriage where he's talking about other women he's showing women on his phone to like their guy friends also not just your guy friends but your wife's friends husbands who you know Mm. is going to get back to her but also you did that shit on TV. On camera. Like all the fans who watched the show, you were one stand-up husband, and now I'm looking at you like, sir, you are rude. But he still doesn't understand what he did wrong. He still doesn't really understand that they need counseling. They are now separated, but she just seems so defeated. When she started the show, she was a strong-ass boss chick and doctor and mother and all the things, superhero mom, all that. And now she just seems so broken down. Because this man has just gotten in her head to make her seem like she's crazy. And you know that is, oh, number one motherfucker. Who tried yeah. to make you feel like you are not seeing what you see. Complete and total gaslighter behavior. I really don't appreciate the fact that he's out here talking about, oh, look at this girl, look at this girl. And then at the reunion, he goes, I didn't have any girls on my phone. Like, they weren't in my phone. They were in my DMs. Trying to act like he doesn't know how DMs work. Sir, regardless of whether they're in your DMs, your camera roll, your email, guess what? It's living on your phone and you didn't delete it. And instead of deleting it, you went around and showed it to all of your little buddies, acting like that shit was not going to get back to your wife. Like, what is wrong with you? But you know what? On top of that, he also is just lying. He said he did not have a what female therapist. Mm-hmm. Then he said afterwards, well, no, first he said he did. Then he said he didn't. And it was just kind of like, we saw the footage. You said it on television. Why are you lying? Why can't you just show respect to your wife of maybe 20 years now? You have three beautiful children together. You have your daughter over here saying, Oh, let me call daddy's girlfriend. Like, you think it's a joke? Your children are seeing this. This ain't cute. And you are really harming this woman's mental because she is not the same person and you legitimately see her breaking down. But you know she's going to stay with him. I mean, you just know it. So, oh, of course. Of course. It's a classic example of I'm going to stay in this mistake because I spent over 20 years making it. And you saw it on the show. She's always talking about, I have to think about my kids, which I totally understand. You definitely have this added layer of you need to protect your children's emotions, their mental health. However, it's not exactly healthy for them to constantly see mommy and daddy going back and forth. Daddy over here having a girlfriend while he's supposed to be married to you. What? And the way he talks to her, especially in front of the kids, I'm like, uh uh-uh. He just shuts that shit down real quick. He like, no, we're not talking about this. No, we're going to do this over here. Like, that's how he gets into her head. 
And he never wants to engage with her on anything. His solution to talking about it is physically walking outside of the room. So how do you expect anything to get done like that? And, you know, this is something that you shouldn't do to any woman whatsoever. But you have a beautiful black doctor. How are you going to like, come on, you're over here stomping on you. Like he is emotionally stomping on her and making her look so weak and small. And I hate it. But you know what? Hopefully we'll get to see them in better days next season. All right. In some, we win in news. Baby, we winning. We have some more great badass boy bands from the past coming back to do the damn thing. New Edition is getting a Vegas residency. Now this I cannot wait for. Tell us about it. Oh, you know, I am so excited to get these tickets as soon as they come on sale. According to Variety, New Edition has signed a deal with Creative Arts Agency and they will be representing all six members of the group. That's right, girl. Ronnie, what? Bobby, mm-hmm. Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, Mike, Ralph and Johnny, too. Love it. I no, cannot I'm so wait. glad to see them all together. And on top of that, we already saw them at Essence Festival. Remember that, Sally, a few years ago? But now we're going to have the entire, entire group. So I definitely going to have to pay a little trip over to Vegas and make sure I I see this. And it's going to be happening in 2022. So hopefully the world will get its shit together. So we ain't got to worry about no damn mosquitoes and no damn uh, Delta variant and shit. Okay. Yeah. You hear that people stay inside so that me and tree can get our groove on and have a good old time. Exactly that. And now moving on to some real black girl, beauty, Barbie realness, Naomi Osaka. Ooh, she's doing a damn thing. Yes, I love her. She's so adorable. And now all of her adorableness and fierceness can be yours to hold at your house or maybe not for some time because girl put out a Barbie doll and it sold out just as quickly as it went onto the shelves. Not surprising. I mean, we know over the past decades, we've been seeing more and more, you know, POC representation within our toys and especially our dolls for our kids. So I'm so happy that this young queen is getting her her chance to be someone else's icon. And that's going to be ooh amazing. Yes. One of my favorite uh, quotes from her social media promoting the doll is she says, I hope every child is reminded that they can be and do anything. And honestly, what more can you want? Okay, we got some good watches coming your way, y'all. Check this out. So HBO Max is premiering a new twist on the dating game with a show coming out pretty soon called F-Boy Island. Girl, you better stop. I'm not making it up. That is verbatim the title of the show on HBO Max. I mean, we do need shows like this, but, you know, explain a little bit more. So this is a dating series where three single women try to find love amongst 24 bachelors. So three women. I like the Mm -hmm. odds of that already. I know. I know. Because usually it's, you know, these men getting all the fun with all these women. But now it's our turn. It's the it's the ladies turn to have a little bit of fun fun. Here's the twist, though. Of these 24 bachelors, half of the men are self-proclaimed nice guys. So they're there because they genuinely and allegedly are looking for love. Okay, I like this. Yeah, really cute. Nice, nice. However, the other 12 are self-proclaimed F-boys. 
who are participating in the show only to win the cash prize at the end. So you know what? I'm not even mad at HBO for trying to capitalize off of CBS's Love Island because this is legitimately the same plot except Mm -hmm. for Love Island, they have equal parts women and men and you just try to couple up and win 100K at the end. But most of the time, I mean, those women and those men are lying. They ain't shit. They don't like each other, but they will lie for that money. So... I'm glad that there's guys out there who really know that they F boys and they ain't shit. And so you're like, you know what? Let me see if you can tell that I ain't shit. I like that. So they're going to try to like sneak it in on the three women and three women got to figure it out. Okay. Yeah. So and I'm into okay. it. At first I was a little like, uh, uh-uh, uh, this is so, uh, but I saw the trailer and I got super into it. Cause I go, okay. So on the one hand, I do appreciate, like you said, if you know you a F boy, live up to it, do what you got to right. do and get this money. Cause right. it's a panorama. Uh, we've been in the pandemic for way too long and people need to get paid one way or another. So you know what? I'm not going to hold you up, get your bag, however you want to get it. I just hope that the guys who claim to be on there saying that they actually do want a relationship, actually want a relationship. And then they're not out here saying this just so that it can string the women along, get the prize and then drop them at the end. Yeah, but I love in the trailer, one of the girls was like, "Ooh, he looks like he's going to ruin my life. I'm like, you know what? This is why we need this show. because Women out there need to see the signs. When somebody ain't shit, you need to know this. You need to know what to look for. You need to know what they say. Um, and also, there are some men that you're like, well, you're looking so good. I know what I'm doing to myself. I know this is about to be a heartbreak, but it's going to be worth it. So I'm honestly, I like the realness of this show because the things that these women were telling each other in the trailer, I can guarantee you verbatim, that shit is in my text messages right now. Oh, yes. Everybody has been through it at some point in their life. Nobody's perfect. So I will be gladly watching this toxicity on the beach. Yes. Mm -hmm. And in less toxic, but still super fun, fun news. Cribs is returning after a 20 year hiatus. What? See, but why though? My thing is, okay, MTV, you want to have yet another show that no one really cares about. Like back in the day, it was cool to see inside people's homes, which we still would love now but we didn't have social media like i feel like now social media you know drake or um you know any other rapper they'd be filming stuff in their homes they'd be having parties like we see it through them so like is this show necessary i remember when drake had some magazine do a whole spread and shoot inside his entire i don't know however many room mansion so like if we can already see it other places and like we already seen rick ross's whole mansion in the coming to america 2 movie right so he's gonna walk around listen i can already see this cribs episode they're gonna go to rick ross's house right and rick ross is gonna say oh that's where they got married oh that's the scene where uh they thought that they were gonna chop off his hair oh this is where they did the dance party i'm like sir i already seen this like also the social media thing i see all of these people's homes on instagram live like all the time Facts, but you know what? Some of the people in the lineup, I will. I am excited to see, so I will be watching that. But I'm gonna need somebody out of these people to try and do it better than Mariah Carey did in her, you know, bath <laughs> the bubbles. Like, can you outdo that? Because that's iconic, honey. Yeah, or um, right? or Red Man when he took them on his tour of his apartment in the projects. 
Oh boy. I'm just saying, like, it's gonna need to be really good, fun, fun, and bring some laughs. But they have like, okay, Ashley Simpson and Evan Ross. They got oh. Big Sean again, Rick Ross, um, Christian Siriano. I would love to see Tia Mari. Love her. Tanache, like, are you really, should you really be on Cribs? Like, we haven't seen you do anything in a minute. Does she have a um, crib? Like, she knows Cribs yeah. means house and not, I like, mean, a baby crib. Someplace, but I don't know if it's TV worthy. They have Marseille Martin. I would love to see that where she's living with her family. That'd be cute. So, they have a lot of cool people. But, like, Snooki, do we care? You was living in the Jersey house, but like we I mean, also have seen Snooki's house on that other show that she has with Jay. Wow. Like, why do we need to see this as a standalone episode on Cribs? There you go. That too. But they have TJ Levin, our favorite host from. Oh, yes. Dallas. I want to see the room where he comes up with all of these sadistic challenges that he has them doing. I just want to see how well MTV has been paying him for decades because he is the only host of that show and he should remain the only host mm-hmm. of the challenge. So I want to see how many M's, how many millions you got. I want to see your family. Like, I want to be all up in there. So that I will I will check it out. But they might need to rethink, you know, if they continue to bring this back, rethink and maybe have some really good stars. That's all I'm saying. I am curious to see Martha Stewart's home um, and to see where she keeps all of her tips and tricks that she picked up from her time in the clink. Or was she picked up from the show that she does with Snoop? Who knows? Oh, yeah. Might, maybe he might have a weed garden. That would be interesting. She might. She might be over here cooking with some cannabis oil. You never know. Right next to her basil. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. Mm-mm. Ain't it always sad? The sad blackity black ass truth. So... Housing reports have revealed that full-time minimum wage workers cannot, I repeat, cannot afford rent anywhere in the U.S. Now, how sway? So according to the most recent report by the National Low Income Housing Coalition, people who are working full-time minimum wage jobs can afford modest housing anywhere in the U.S. And the federal minimum wage is still $7.25. Oh, no, ma'am. Yeah. So let's break this down mathematically if if we're not, because the math ain't mathing on this. Break it on that, girl. So if the federal minimum wage is seven twenty five an hour, recent calculations indicate the national housing wage for a modest one bedroom rental is actually twenty dollars and forty cents. In other words, in order for you to be able to afford a modest one bedroom apartment on on the national scale, you need to be making twenty dollars and forty cents an hour minimum base pay. So taking into consideration the fact that the federal minimum wage is still $7.25 an hour, a minimum wage worker would need to work over 120 hours in order to be able to afford housing. That's just housing. That's not like, you know, bills and food and cat litter and toilet paper. Basic necessities for your ass. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. This is the part about policy and the ways that we tend to perceive income inequality in this country that really mind boggle me. This whole idea of live within your means. If you're paying me $7.25 an hour and you're telling me that that is only a third of what I would need to be able to actually afford housing or to exist, and then you turn around and tell me live within my means, you're basically telling me, bitch, go die. No, but that's not even it. That's just one person. A lot of people are not out here single. They have a family. They have a child or two Mm. or three. They have so many other things. You need transportation to get to this job that ain't paying you right. 
you have so many other things. People could get sick randomly. COVID taught us last year that shit comes out of the air, literally. And then you sick and then what happens? And then how are you going to, you know, make money when you're laid off and you got all these mouths to feed? So it's just something that desperately needs to be relooked, changed. We've been trying to raise the minimum wage for years across the country, but unfortunately, only certain states get that and have been raising it. Mm-hmm. So then think about this in terms of a more metropolitan, more urbanized area where rents are that much higher. So New York City, even though the state minimum wage in New York, they did raise it to 15 an hour. I mean, that's great and all. But 15 an hour in New York City is actually not even enough for you to get on the train and have a bagel at the same time. No, don't do it. But that's why, you know, you got to do what works for you until you get that payoff, that job, that whatever you're looking for. You know, if it's a bunch of a bunch of roommates, you know, live in a small little closet. I mean, people are making do and I don't know how because it's insane and it's got to change. It's just the sad blackity. Oh, yeah. Black ass truth. All right, y'all. We got some black cards to revoke today. Ooh, we your black card revoked. Yep, and this week we must take away the black card from sports correspondent Stephen A. Smith. Well, damn. You know, Stephen Smith, he likes to push the envelope a little bit. He likes to be a little bit controversial, if you may. But I think his most recent comments regarding Shohei Otani and how he needs an interpreter is ruining baseball just really take the cake. Let's take a listen to what he had to say. When I look at Otani, he is big time. Babe Ruth, 33 home runs, batting 279. Got a 4-1 record with a 379 ERA as a pitcher. This brother is special. Make no mistake about it. But the fact that you got a foreign player that doesn't speak English, that needs an interpreter, believe it or not, I think contributes to harming the game to some degree when that's your box office appeal. It needs to be somebody like Bryce Harper, Mike Trout, those guys. And unfortunately, at this moment in time, that's not the case. So in this segment of First Take, Smith said that Otani, a Japanese-born Major League Baseball sensation who has been drawing comparisons to Babe Ruth, could not be the face of the sport because he uses an interpreter. Oh, hell no. Houseway. Rude, 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 rude. Now, he said, I understand that baseball is an international sport itself. But when you talk about an audience gravitating to the tube or to the ballpark to actually watch you, I don't think it helps that the number one face is a dude that needs an interpreter. So you can understand what the hell he's saying in this country. That is insane. That is crazy. Like. This is all kinds of rude, wrong, racist, honestly, because it's just like, bro, one, the United States does not have a nationally recognized language because of the fact that there are so many different cultures represented in this country. Like so many empirical studies have said that. And more than half Americans can't even speak English, who think they speak English, mm. speaking proper English. So let's get that straight. OK, they're speaking all types of Ebonics They make up their own type of talk, speak, whatever. That's on them. What you can't say is that you're basically telling immigrants, yo, don't come to this country. Like, excuse me. There or you're so basically saying the only speak English because that's what you understand. No, right. that's not how it works. And that is so effing ignorant. And then for you to make these arguments about baseball specifically, I'm sitting here and I'm going, sir, when was the last time you looked up 
a national baseball roster for the MLB. Cause uh, I hate to break it to you, man. My peoples, we running this shit out here. So what you got to say about that? And first of all, speaking more than one language, being bilingual, trilingual, however language you want to speak is an amazing thing. The fact that you cannot speak anything else but English is on your ass. But don't come for someone else for being different and try to make that something that they should be faulted for. Oh, hell no. You keep doing the damn thing and you be the next Babe Ruth. Okay, that's right. All right, it's our favorite part of the show. It's time for some reality roundup. So, of course, you know when you give it to them real good, right, Sally? Mm-hmm. They always what come happens? back for more. They, they want that thing thing back. They want that whole thing back. Exactly. Lamar wants some uh, Chloe back. Okay, so he went into the DMs on, you know, a thirst trap photo because that's what the Kardashians do. And so it was a thirst trap good. photo. That was a thirst trap photo. You got to call Spade a Spade. She was thirst trapping. Oh, yeah. But, you know, it worked because that old thing thing said, ooh, mm, hottie. That's all he did. He wrote hottie. Now, of course, people call wind to it. People like um, Chloe's more recent, but, you know, she's going to get back with him ex-boyfriend Tristan he caught wind of it and what did he say he said he ruled for this he all the way wrong and ruled for this he was like God brought you back the first time play if you want different results he's so gonna say that the thing is don't even go there like he had a whole you know near-death experience and second of our little boy why are you jumping in when number one, you cheated on her, Tristan, and so did Lamar? Like, y'all both cheated on her, and now you want to get back with her? What kind of bullshit that make? Leave this girl alone. Let her find a man who's going to give her that second baby she wants, who's going to be good to her, and, you know, not cheat. Yeah, the part that I found real interesting about this is that Chloe, who is a Kardashian and is known for being on social media 24-7, Twitter fingers going off every every second of every day, stayed silent for three whole days. She didn't post nothing to her grid. She didn't post anything up to her story. And not only that, she left Tristan Thompson's comment on her photo. She did not delete it. She kept it there. She let it live there, girl. I mean, the thing is, listen, she knows she feels good that that old thing, both the old things want her back. And also that was some really good tea. Like everybody was going back to her page. Like, oh, my God, did he say anything? Did this one say anything? Like it was some real good, basically reality in real life. I was here for it. I definitely was here for it because, you know, I went back and I checked today to see if anything new came up, but it didn't. That was a good mess, mess, mess. But now on to someone who's trying to do less mess, but he is he called himself a nice. uh, I actually don't know the age of this woman, but Drake is dating a teen superstar basketball player's mother and she looked good, you know? Well, you know, Drake knows what he likes and he likes fine, exquisite quality. And sometimes that will be found in an older woman. You're right, because this woman looks very similar to his child's mother. Like, they look very similar. You know how the bodies be like Coke bodies with enhancements and things. Mm. And the boobs get bigger and lifted up higher and the booties be coming out in the opposite way. So, you know, they got the same look and feel. And hey, you know, he's a dad. So clearly he don't have nothing against dating women with children. So, all right, you're looking cute. Do that thing. Mm. I'll give it to him for keeping up with consistency. He got a type. But um, speaking about keeping it consistent. Yeah, apparently what's going on with this couple? 
Girl, so we in recent episodes, we filled you guys in on how Benefer 2.0 is back at it again and doing their thing thing. And now they are um, taking that next step in their relationship and moving in together. Yeah, they're apparently moving in together. And I'm just like, you know what? At this point, I don't even care. It's all entertainment. I mean, is she trying to get like a reality show or something? Is she trying to get like her kids, their kids famous? Because their kids are around the same age, like 12, 13. You know, she got twins. He has like maybe two daughters, I think. I don't understand any of this. I mean, legitimately just five months ago, she was engaged to a whole nother man who Mm -hmm. she is no longer with because he rightfully, you know, was cheating. I mean, he also another B.A.N. So, yeah. Yeah, but I I'm, the timeline on this is moving real extra fast and it's making extra no sense. Yeah. So remember how we told y'all in a past episode that going back to an ex is like reheating McDonald's French fries. This girl don't reheat the whole Happy Meal, like everything. And I hope it works out for her. But girl, this just is not making sense to me. But you know what? She has the best part of the Happy Meal, that toy. So she playing with the toy because that never gets old. Mm. You right. That toy lasts forever. There you go. So that's what she's doing. So have fun, you two. Maybe in a month or so they'll be married. Will anyone care? Absolutely, I'll be watching. So give them a damn reality show. Somebody. I want to see that. Anyway, moving on to this reboot. You know, they try everything that's old is new again. People getting back together. We got a whole bunch of 90s groups performing. And now you got better for old relationships coming back. So, of course, there's a reboot of Gossip Girl. Tell us about that, Sally. I ain't watching that shit. No, seriously. It's like I woke up the other day. I go, am I in? Is this 2007? Am I reliving my senior year of high school right now? Because how the fuck do I turn on the TV and Gossip Girl is back on? So HBO Max has brought back Gossip Girl, but with a 2021 new twist, Zennial twist on things. Um I already don't like the way any of that sounds. Right. No. So they are doing their best to increase representation because if y'all remember well from the original Gossip Girl, all we saw was, you know, a lot of rich white people and not enough or any POCs, which, as we all know, there are plenty of successful rich ass POCs running around New York City. No, but the one main character was a poor white person. Mm hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. So there was some kind of economic representation there. Although, how poor are you really if you're living in a loft in Williamsburg, Brooklyn? Let's be real. They were poorer than everyone else, but okay. By comparison, yes. They're trying to keep up this whole day class A haves and have nots going on with the main character and her half sister are starting at the school. The older sister's a senior, the younger sister's a freshman. So kind of starting that whole Jenny Blair rivalry, but they're actually sisters. And the mom had actually cheated on the older sister's dad and left the older sister's dad to be with the younger sister's dad. So already HBO is setting this up to be some kind of Bolin sisters type of tragedy. That's actually the juiciest and most salacious part of the entire show. I'm very upset with the way that the teachers are portrayed in this. The acting is possibly some of the most terrible acting I've ever seen in my entire life. But ask yourselves, is Sally going to keep watching? Yes, she will. All right, well, have fun with that, girl. But now into some Housewives drama. So Beverly Hills finally give what they were supposed to be given because Erica Jane is 
spilling all that tea. She is acting her ass off to let everybody know <laughs> she is innocent as fuck. She don't want none of these charges coming to her, even though they are. And she's wearing the runny mascara. The woman is telling y'all she ain't got no money. I mean, ooh wee. Yeah, so Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, they came through. She's coming through, not just spilling tea. She's spilling the whole damn kettle. It's not just a cup of tea, and it's hot. So I hope y'all got some ice cubes, because she's out here spilling all the mess about how mean the husband was, how emotionally distant he was, how dismissive he was. And I'm just sitting there like that Willy Wonka meme, like, ooh, yes, tell me more about this toxic marriage that you stayed in for 20 plus years, because you was flying private to Dubai on the weekends. Yeah, and there are possible cheating rumors from him. So she is basically throwing this man all the way. He already old and decrepit, but she throwing him all the way under the bus to die. She leaving him out to die and dry because she wants everyone to know that she had no parts in this. And her, you know, the strategic timing of her divorce was simply because she had enough coins to leave and she was fed up not because she got wind of any of these allegations of embezzlement coming her way now you know i'm on my girl erica jane's side but it's not looking too good you're doing a little too much acting for me yeah and and you're doing a little too much you are always put together to a t girl and you are crying every episode multiple times where this chick never used to cry whatsoever she was like stone cold biatch I mean, not only that, we see the mascara running down her cheeks. And, you know, Camille, a former housewife, did have a very good point to make that when they are on vacation and they're swimming around in the high seas, her makeup is still pristine in and out the water. And now you sit in here crying and you got the CVS mascara running down your cheeks. I mean, I'm here for it, but... It's not looking too good, girl. It's looking shady, shady, but I can't wait to see more of this because this season is giving everything. And also, we got to move on to Sutton and Crystal. Sutton, I don't know why they made her Real Housewife. She is very weird. And in the words of Crystal, awkward. And Crystal is our very first Asian Beverly Hills housewife. And she's bringing it. I love her attitude. She's really like, no, you're not going to talk to me any type of way or come at me sideways because I am right on this. I'm using this word because that's how I felt. And that's that. You're an awkward, weird ass white woman. That's basically what she said. And yeah. I was living. I was living for it. my popcorn was falling out of my mouth because I was like, no, you're dead. Mm. Crystal said, talk to me nice or don't talk to me at all. So I'm, I'm happy about the direction of Beverly Hills. Thank you that some of the housewives knew the motherfucking assignment. But on to Potomac that just premiered. Ooh, child. I loves it. Not only did Potomac know the assignment, they are already busting through with A pluses, extra credits all across the board, honey. Because this tea is just, mm. I mean, somebody in the premiere episode, they someone has a hot box. Okay, now you know it's gonna be a fiery season when they're talking about somebody's hot box. You're right. They was talking about all kinds of boxes and butts and boobs and chins and Botox here and collagen there, and I was like, oh yeah, god, I cannot know, keep up. I'm here for the new housewife Mia. They asked her, "What work have you gotten done?" 
And she was very open about it. First of all, she works in like a clinic. So I think she does some of these procedures like for other people. But my thing is, don't ask her what she did to then throw it back in her face and try to like shame her for it. Especially the way Wendy is coming at her this season. Wendy, this is only your second season, girl. You need to calm it down. And then you lied about getting your butt done. It was right. only after new girl Mia was like, oh, I did this, this, and that. And then later on, about 20 minutes later, you were like, well, yeah, I got my butt done. I just didn't want to say it yet. Huh? Like, first of all, you didn't have to tell us you got your butt done for us to know that you got your butt done. Because your first season on Housewives, it, you had a severe case of notacidol. <laughs> not no 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 test at all and then she went to the doctor they gave her the prescription now she got bubble but for days and the thing is her boobs she got her boobs done she had a party for her boobs okay cool it's cute and all but they asked you about your ass and you lied now exactly. guys, you didn't have to lie you could have just said no comment and then told them when you was ready to tell them but i just i don't know i don't like the way wendy's moving and shaking and it's only been like two episodes but wendy has it in for this new chick and i'm like what you're not about to do is be a bully and start hazing and it's like girl you're very new and, and exactly like, what you can't haze and initiate when you still approbate yourself, girl. That that shit that shit don't work like that. Uh uh-uh. uh. Also, just don't do that at all. You didn't like that when Karen tried to come for your multiple degrees, but it's like now you're using this new chick as a scapegoat because you need a storyline. Last year, you wanted to tell how many people? Well, basically everyone that you have four, five, six degrees, and you were a doctor, and you could not shut up about it. Okay, great. Now you're like, okay, let me get my body done so I have something to talk about, and let me start drama with a new chick so i could be relevant and come back next season but that's not cute we don't like people to do that you could just like have the regular kiki and talk about somebody's hot box <laughs> you ain't gotta come for them and ashley was also doing a lot in the ways that she was describing how mm-hmm. mia had gotten her vaginal rejuvenation surgery and making all these types of comments about how oh she done been ran through and blah 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 and i'm like Ma'am, she just told you that she's had three children. She definitely then said she had all cesareans. <laughs> she oh. had the section. Well, she, has- she, chose, she chose to tighten up that her thing thing down there. But the thing is, if you want to tighten it up, let's not try to make it seem like you've never heard of vaginal rejuvenation. People this do is it. True, especially Karen. But you don't need to have children to have had vaginal rejuvenation. So I felt like they were being real judgmental about surgeries when like you're at a party celebrating surgeries and you ask the girl what she got done but then you want to shade the shit out of her because she got a lot of shit done she owning it and even if that was the case and she did get ran through so what that's her fucking business she living her life don't ask a motherfucking question that you do not want the answers for because you're just gonna be petty and shading people over it yeah, and I think we're going to see a lot more interesting things from Miss Mia based off of her, you know, past profession. So mm-hmm. I think we're going to see a lot more coming up in this season. But again, these are the housewives we like to watch, bring all the mess, make it entertaining, make it nice. In the words of Dorinda, make it nice. Okay. Yes. And make me burn the roof of my mouth. When I'm sipping on this hot boiling tea that y'all like to fling at one another, i.e. Karen and Giselle. Cause that, that shade fest, I was here for that. Let me tell you, girl. If you want to hit us up to say hey or let us know about any it be your own people moments, send us an email at ibyoppodcast at gmail.com. Hey, y'all. Don't forget to like and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at ibyoppodcast. 
And that's all we have for you today on It Be Your Own People. Stay woke, stay alert, and tune in next time.